Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello. Welcome to episode number 25 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner, and I am a geeky mom. Or actually, we're geeking with mom and dad today. Uh, Regina... (laughs) not joining us but joined by steven deuceman who is editor and founder of engage family gaming and our geeky dad hey steven what's up we're kicking it old school we are kicking it old school it's been a long time since we've done this just between the two of us we Uh, have been yeah uh but but that's fine though because you know we we, you and i uh i mean we're legendary i think Right, yes. Um, So quick note to listeners here is we're going to probably take a little bit of a hiatus. Um, We're waiting for Regina's life to calm down um, because it is nuts. Uh, So we are not going away completely, but we probably won't be back until mid-May-ish. So, And honestly, with how flaky we've been lately, that's not really much different than what has happened. Yeah, y'all might not notice it. Right. Um, Oh, man. So... uh, Anna is on spring break this week, which is not mm-hmm. great because I'm trying to wrap up my Geeky Thrones girl. You're almost there, dude. I am How almost there. Up? You only have like two left, right? I have one of the actual show recaps, and then I want to do a predictions one. So, yes, yeah, so I've got two to record before Sunday. So, oh, um, you're in. Yeah, I'll you get it. You are so in. Yeah. Um, you're definitely going to do it. And I think the predictions one, I bet you, will blow up. Yeah, love hopefully. love talking about that. Yeah. So... What's the plan? So, all right, so you're going to get caught up. I mean, it's Tuesday. Yeah. You've got until Sunday to yeah. get two more shows done, and you've been doing a, a breakneck pace. Yeah. So what is the plan for during the episode? Like, are you going to watch the episodes and then record Raw? I am going... Immedi- are you gonna, I'm going to do, do two. I'm going to do two episodes a week. So I will do the plot recap like I have been doing for all of the rest of the show. And then I'll do one that's sort of all analysis, um, hot take type stuff. So that's the plan so for that. So you're going to record one like immediately when the show's over? Uh, I'll probably ish. watch it, yeah, a second time um, and then record the sort of plot one. And then that'll give me a few days to sort of digest before I can do um, the analysis one. But yeah, the plan is two week. Um, and then once the show is over... Um, There'll probably be a few analysis ones, but I'm thinking I might um, switch gears and do the books. Um, but not like crazy, like maybe a chapter a week or, you know, something like that. So, um, Well, you got to keep it going. I got to keep it going, you gotta yeah. fill. You have to fill the time between now and when the prequel series starts. When does the prequel series start airing? Pilot is being filmed in 2020, um, so I assume... Okay, so you got yeah. some time. Uh, yes, I have time. But also, too, like, um, you know, the show is going to be so fresh in my mind from this new watch through that I'll be able to make um, some intelligent comparisons between the book and the show and, you know, really see where they veer yeah. off in different directions. So so that should be that should be a good plan, hopefully. And... 
And I think it's possible. I, I think you know, th- just spitballing because why not? We're you know we're filling time. Uh, wouldn't it be kind of interesting when it's all done to do? Because you're inevitably going to watch this show again. Yes. Once it's over. I think it'd be interesting to do, like, an episode for every season. Mm. I don't think you need to do another episode for every episode again. That's insane. (laughs) But, like, an episode for every season where you can, like, really, like, you know, kind of get down. Also, I, one thing that I, because I've been listening. Oh, okay. um, Not as fast as you have been producing because... (laughs) Isaac Isaac said the same thing to me. He's like, I cannot keep up. Like, it's hard to keep up. Well, it's, it's hard because I also listen to a lot of other podcasts, right? Um, but one thing that I think is another thing that I've been missing is I think it would be interesting to do a podcast about like each character. Mm, yeah, because this is because this is now that I've like really because I'm starting to get into this. I spoilers for everybody else. I have not watched an episode yet, other than the, the ones we've talked about. Yeah. In the history of the universe. But um, I am watching it. I'm going to watch the assigned homework episodes over the weekend. And then I'm going to obviously watch the season premiere. Yeah. Um, and, um, but like, this is clearly a show about the characters. Like, I yeah. think the characters matter more than anything else. And I think, you know, we can, you know, we can do the whole cliche, well, the, the land of Westeros is a character, which I think is actually kind of accurate just from mm. the way people talk about it, yeah. at least to a degree. But, like, you know, like, every these characters at this point have these really stunning character arcs, the way mm-hmm. they grow and how they change. And I think following the timeline of each character, of, like, a character's life mm. through the various episodes, I think that would probably be a lot of work for you. Yeah. Um, well, but maybe I not think that much. Would be really... I mean, I'm at well, the I mean, point where I yeah, some I of them know. probably wouldn't be much because, like, <laughs> you know, they die real fast. But <laughs> but there are some people that like are super important and like their existence. Like Ned Stark is only in one season, but like yeah, from what I mean, his exit like he impacts and is still important. It, yeah, you know. So like, and it's season eight. So yeah, yeah. so. I think that that's one of those like he's they send ripples so it's like there's a lot right. of butterfly effects throughout yeah. this they're just bloody butterfly effects <laughs> so yeah yeah I had started doing some of that for the geek embassy I mean not a full character but sort of picking which scene I thought was sort of the pivotal scene from where the characters that. were when they start to where they are now going into the last season um, so so there might be more of that. Uh, coming as well. Like I said, I have to sort of figure out what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to keep doing at least one a week. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I need to think of it. And when it's all done, I'm going to ship you a laptop with Dragon Naturally Speaking, and you're just going (laughs) to play all of your podcasts into a text (laughs) file and then then slowly edit it, right? Right. And turn it into a book. Because I think at this point, I mean, I think at this point, like... Maybe maybe you should maybe pay someone on Fiverr or something <laughs> because oh my goodness I mean but I mean I think it is I have proven that you can play a podcast to Dragon and it will turn it into text form for you cool um, in case you were curious um, and th- clearly just putting that on a loop like could you imagine how hilarious it would be if you just put those in a massive playlist. And then you went to your vacation home, and then you came home, and it's like, hey, look, it's done. Now I just <laughs> right. have to edit it. 
<laughs> Isaac used to do stuff like that on his PC. Um, even some work stuff, like he would bring it home and let it go for days, like when we went on a trip or whatever, and it would be done yeah. when he came back. So yeah. Um. So you went to Pax East. I did. I went to Pax East. How was your talk? Uh, it went very well. Um, in fact, folks who are interested in hearing it, um, it was actually the most recent episode of uh, Engage Your Family Gaming Podcast. Cool. Um, it, it was, uh, I actually really liked it better than some of the other ones that I've done. Um, and the reason for that is, I think a big piece of it is because I know the people that were on the panel with me a little bit better. Mm. Um, and that obviously means a fair amount. Um, you know, we, we kind of gelled a little bit. But I think the, the crowd was actually a little bit better. Mm. Um, and not to criticize previous crowds, but like these guys, you know, we, halfway through it, we had one of the moms in the audience like raise her hand and just just share some ideas like right in the middle of it and I know some people might think that was kind of rude um, but it actually really added to the conversation um, I think it really you know I learned a lot mm. actually from you know some of the parents that were making suggestions and it really that whole like it takes a village thing yeah which is obviously a super cliche you would read you would red pen the crap out of it if I put it into an article anywhere mm. but like it's true yeah um, and so we all just kind of shared thoughts and, um, there was even a really super cute baby in the room. <laughs> cool. So somebody brought like this absolutely adorable, like two month old kid. Um, now, uh, I, I'm not sure if they were like going on the show floor with this baby because like <laughs> con crud for a right. baby kind of terrifies me, but like, you yeah. know what? I hear a judge. I hear yeah. a judge. They they obviously did their thing. They had like a baby carrier thing and some blankets, so you know I'm sure there was sh proper shielding. But yeah, I think that the talk did, the talk went great. Cool. You know, we talked about moral panics and you know uh, we gave some tips on voice chat, which is obviously you know a big issue. Um, and we actually <laughs> the end of the panel uh, was a mom who got up. Um, and she was there with her two 10-year-olds, mm -hmm. and she was talking about um, whether or not it was, oh, you know, she was hesitant to let them play Fortnite, because mm -hmm. guns bother her. Yeah. And she's like, and I know some people, you know, are going to say, you know, are going to, but, uh, you know, I know some people are going to tell me that, you know, gun, you know, video games don't really have anything to do with that, and I was ready to say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then she goes, but I'm from Parkland, Florida. Oh, no. And I went... Oh. oh, so like me and um, Dr. Rachel Cowart, my BFF and the official psychologist of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and also now the research director for TakeThis.org. Yeah. Um, weird. Um, <laughs> so it's an interesting cross-section of life. Um, yeah. But she, you know, she and I were ready to be like, hey, the science says this. Mm -hmm. But um, Carlin, who is the head of the uh, Chicago Nerd Social Club, mm -hmm. um, she uh, she was like, hey, listen, you know, Steve and, and Rachel, I've heard them say it before, like, the science is going to say that this doesn't have any impact, but, like, your feelings are super valid. Yeah. And I agree. You know, I was like, listen, I don't think anything's going to, you know, make your kids worse, but, like, or bad, but, like, if you don't want to see a gun on your TV screen, <laughs> yeah, by all freaking means. Yeah you do not let there be a gun on the TV screen 
it's not like there isn't other stuff to play. Right. You can play Mario Kart forever, mm-hmm. and NBA 2K is a wonderful video game. Yeah. Um, so it was. It was a, that. It kind of put a put a little uh, like nice little cap on the end. Um, and you know there were some tears. Oh. Um, because I mean, what are you gonna do? I yeah. was shook. Yeah. Because um, I mean that's a I mean that's a trigger point for a lot of parents. Yeah. So. But then I played some awesome video games. So it was like I went from that to playing lots of cool stuff. I uh, did some really good networking. Cool. Um, you know. Um, so you want to hear about any of the games that I played? Yes. Give me like a top three. All right. So my absolute top game is a game called Panzer or Panzer Paladin. Okay. Let me let me paint you a picture. Okay. Do you remember Blaster Master? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Picture Blaster Master. Okay. Only instead of a tank, you have a Gundam wing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does this not sound like my game? Oh, it's totally like, your game, for sure. They were like they were like, "Oh my god, sir, this <laughs> is your game." So, um you basically it's a, you know, it's a eight, it's like a 8-ish, 16-bit-ish platforming game you run around you're a little dude in a big suit uh you fight with you don't have guns you fight with swords and clubs and axes mm. um which is cool the weapons break eventually mm. kind of like in zelda um but you can choose to break them intentionally to cast magic spells like oh, at one point okay. i had this really awesome claymore and it was about to die and so he's like all right now hold your trigger and i did it and it blew up a whole room oh. um you also have to sacrifice a weapon in order to activate a checkpoint, which oh. is very interesting. Now, if you have no weapons, you have, like, rocket punches and stuff, so, like, you're not helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's way cooler to be a giant robot with a giant two-handed sword. Obvi. <laughs> um, so I really dug that. Uh, it also had, like, a Legend of Zelda 2 kind of art style, or some of the en- – or not art style, but uh, combat style, where some of the enemies will, like, actually raise their shields or lower them, and you have to attack them in the right ways, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of neat. Um that was absolutely the best thing that I played. I was so hyped about that. Cool. Um, let's see. What else did I play that was very, very good? What's crazy about this game, this uh, PAX, is that nothing really, like, blew my skirt up, you know? Yeah. Like, um, like the big game, like, Nintendo didn't have any, like, big surprises. There right. wasn't, like, a guitar, there wasn't, like, a Rock Band 4 or anything like that that was crazy. It was just, like, a lot of, like, solid singles, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, um, I did play what is essentially an unabashed Nintendogs ripoff. Okay. Like, they, they didn't even hide it. Like, it's <laughs> Nintendogs. Did you, did you ever get stuck, did you get stuck, like, reviewing any of the Nintendogs games when you were at IGN? Uh, Cause that I was, was, like, during yeah, your tenure no, there, right? No, that wasn't when I was at IGN. I was doing, um... Uh, PR at the time when Ten Dogs came out. Oh, okay. I loved it. Although my uh, Isaac always used to do the thing because, you know, it was kind of funny because we had real dogs at the time, and it's like here I am playing with my virtual dog when I actually could be playing with my real live dog. But anyhow, you know, I'm like, what are you um, gonna do? <laughs> so Nintendo has very visibly, like, it's very obvious that there's a hole in there. Like, they haven't put Nintendo Dogs on Switch, which right. Feels stupid to me. Like, it really feels like they should have just had somebody make Nintendogs. It feels yeah. like it would make a billion dollars. Um, well, a company said, you know what? If Nintendo's not going to do it, we're going <laughs> to do it. So, um, 
they made it in it's Nintendogs. Um, the big difference is that you can have dogs and cats in the same game. Mm. Um, it is coming out very soon. I mean, it's a little rough around the edges. Mm. It is very clearly not a Nintendo-produced game. Mm. But, um, I mean, it was cute. <laughs> I think I think kids will like it. I think yeah. you will not. Um, my biggest criticism, and the reason I say you will not, is that you, you have discerning taste, right? Oh, like, okay. You're not just going to play like hot garbage just because it has a cute dog in it. Right. Right? Like, yeah. The only criticism that I have, and this is like just kind of terrifying is that they don't have texture or anything inside their mouths. So (laughs) when your dog is facing you and yawns, it's just a, a, like a black hole (laughs) and it's disconcerting um, to use a reference that I think you would most definitely understand. It's like if master chief took off his helmet (laughs) And underneath Master Chief's helmet was literally nothing. Not, like, empty, like, no head. Because that, whatever, that would be weird, but fine. But, like, literally just a gateway to nothingness. And since it's the inside of a critter, that's weird. Because, like, you know, we know what it looks like when a dog yawns in your face. There's, yeah. like, stuff back there, right? They got, you know, they've got, like, a throat and... And tongue and, yeah. And a tongue and, like, a uvula and all that stuff. None of that. It's just <laughs> shadow and darkness. And I'm like, I have never seen a dog with that. I mean, unless that's a monster that I'm, like, fighting in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a portal to the underworld disguised to be like a German shepherd. With that said, that's a small criticism that really I notice because I'm an adult. Um, I don't think kids would have, um, you know, Mm. like I I don't think kids would notice. Uh, Um, And so that's, uh, that was called Little Friends, Dogs and Cats. Comes out very, very soon. Um, I'm trying to think what else I played. Oh my gosh. All right, I played Swim Sanity. And we got to talk about Swim Sanity. It's okay. a four player game that's coming to everything. Basically, it plays like a twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. You are underwater. <coughs> and so you are like this shark person who is, you know, you're moving around. You have basic attacks. You're trying to build up for uh, damage to get to your ultimates, and your ultimates all do different stuff. Mm-hmm. There is a competitive mode where all four players are swimming at each other trying to take each other out. Yeah. Um, but there's all... but And that's fine. I mean, it's it, it's just a standard mode. The thing that I really enjoyed was the cooperative mode, where it follows the same rules, only you are being chased by a giant sea monster, and apparently there's several of them, and you have to go through and navigate obstacles, and if you end up... You know, maybe you go in the wrong direction. You um, you have to shoot chains to unlock your path. Um, it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, very challenging. But I think that this is like one of those... You know what it felt like to me? It felt like a twin-stick shooter meets Castle Crashers. Very oh, bright okay. and colorful. Okay. Yeah. Um, kind of goofy. No blood or anything like that. Uh, yeah. This is one of those... I think this is going to be a real fun game to play this summer. Mm. You know, like parents that have, you know... You know, mom and dad and some kids, or you know, maybe a bunch of kids all playing at once. This is one of those party game kind of things. Yeah. Um, and it's coming to the Switch, which is perfect for it. It'll yeah. work great with a half of a controller. Mm. Um, you know, if they're only using one Joy-Con. So yeah, Swim Sanity, not my game of the show because Panzer Paladin was like just, 
just my soul. <laughs> um, you know, and you know that. Like, yes. if, if you were walking through that show with me, like, yes. if you and I were walking through PAX and you saw that, you would have been like, oh, damn, Steve, you gotta go play that game. Were you, is that one of the ones that you were talking about on the EFG show this weekend? Was that one of the games? I see, I see. Mm-hmm. There was something that you first talked about, and I was like, oh, man, that's, I'm so surprised Steven is showing us that because that's such a Steven game. I don't remember what the name of it was. Um, but anyhow, yes. Uh, it's funny. You mean the EFG show this weekend? So you mean last Wednesday? Where, whichever one you record with Meggie. Is that the yeah, EFG show? Our, yeah. Okay, okay. That's the yeah. EFG show. Okay. Yes, I did talk about Panzer Paladin. Okay. That, and I asked her what she thought, and she said that it, was, it sounded okay. Yeah, and it was pretty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, which it's not. I mean, it's definitely not pretty, but whatever. She's little. Yeah. Um, by the way, the EFG show with the uh, Think Geek gave us that puppet. Oh, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And the puppet kind of makes it. I think the puppet is important. Okay. Um, so that was the first the pu- episode that I had watched. Do you do that like every episode? Oh, from now on, yes. Oh, okay. We didn't. We they think he gave me that puppet at PAX. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. My son uh, just came over, uh, and I'm going to announce it in podcast land. My son Jacob came over. He got his his one of his first victory royales in oh, Fortnite. Was that in one v one hundred? Like regular mode, so you yeah. get the you get the umbrella or whatever. Yeah. Good job. Way, way to be. Cool. Um, he's way better at video games than either of us. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, that, I don't even really play much anymore. I mean, I've just been so focused on podcast stuff. So Yeah. Um, well, you're welcome to content creation. Right. Well, exactly. also, in your, you know, and you're momming and, yeah. and working yeah. and content creating. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was PAX. It was cool. Um <laughs> How about my favorite, like, my absolute favorite moment from PAX was part of the Magic Tournament. Now, this is part of a segue, uh-huh. but they had a Mythic Championship at PAX, mm. um, and uh, it was a million-dollar Magic Card Tournament. Wow. Like, I said that for real. One with six zeros after it. That's a million, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the matches that I watched, and this is a big deal, because most of the time when I watch Magic Tournaments, or when I attend them, it's... All dudes. It's just wall, floor to ceiling dudes. <laughs> um, the first match that I watched, uh, two women. Nice. Just chilling. Nice. Um, and part of that, I am absolutely certain, is because you can qualify for these big tournaments using M- uh, MTG Arena, mm. which is uh, which means that you can play and you don't have to deal with any of the other like gatekeeping bullcrap. Right. Because you know, like. That it's unavoidable that you go to like a 13 hour tournament you know like it's, I would imagine that it would be hard to like be on your game with that many just dudes being rude yeah um because you get thousands of dudes in a room with like five girls right. it's gonna be super uncomfortable for them I, I, yeah you know so um but the fact that you can play it on your PC in your living room um or, you know like that makes a big difference mm-hmm. and so uh, two women, and one of them was the winner of the last Mythic Tournament. Um, cool. So, like, it was insane. Like, it was just so crazy that I, like, just happened to stop and watch, you know, two women just crushing each other. Um, yeah. So, that was awesome. Um, and then immediately following that, they announced the new Magic set. Um, mm-hmm. And it's spoiler season now, 
um, which is crazy, which means I'm staying up until midnight every night because I want to see what the new cards are. And it doesn't help that on Sunday it was WrestleMania. So right. Like I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania was a big deal. Oh, and as soon I as I that. saw that tweet, I'm like, you're supposed to be watching Game of Thrones, Steven. What are you doing? Hashtag Kofi Mania is what I'm doing. If you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So my boy, uh, my boy Jeff, who is the community manager, is absolutely watching this. And he knows, because he and I were talking about hashtag Kofi Mania. Um, this year's WrestleMania was a big deal. It was the first time that they've ever, that the main event of WrestleMania was women. Oh, okay. Very big deal. Very big deal. And it was shenanigans. Um, there were obviously shenanigans at the end, but my God, it was so crazy. So anyway, um, so I've been tired because I've been watching it. Um, spoiler season, we've been through spoiler seasons on this show before. It's basically, I wait to see cards get spoiled. Um... And we, there's 264 cards in the set, and they've spoiled 166 as of the time that this is uh, being recorded. Yeah. So, you know, about 100 to go, and, every, and it's, every time I see a new one, I get really excited. I go to uh, MTG Salvation for people wondering where I go. Um, <laughs> but what I really like about it is this year they're giving groups of cards to different content creators, mm. and all the different cards are meant to tell a story. Oh, okay. Because um, this particular set, it's called War of the Spark, um, is all about characters. Like, it's funny that this is all about the different planeswalkers and the characters in this big, long, overarching story that's been going on for like five years, by the way, um, is all culminating right now. Fun fact, when does this set? when is the pre-release for this set? Um, this opening weekend for Avengers Endgame, which is also... <laughs> A story about a battle between a bunch of heroes and a godlike being that's been building up for a long time. I'm sure that they didn't intentionally do it because both of those projects have obviously been in, pro- in the pipeline for a very long time. Yeah, but it's really funny to me that both Magic and um, and a Marvel are like ending these huge plot lines with these massive battles the same weekend. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. We yeah. Uh, so you know. Go ahead. Um, well, no, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, it's funny. I've been seeing some, you know, because you know, Game of Thrones is ending too. There have been. I think Regina mentioned it. Like, she's like, think about this. Like, Avengers is is ending, or at least this, you know, run through of it is ending, and Game of Thrones is ending, and uh, and people are starting to be like. Oh my God! This is like it's a momentous thing. I mean, it would be momentous anyhow, just by the popularity of the two. But the fact that they're happening at the same time, um, yeah, it's crazy, right? Kind of crazy, yeah. Movies and TV. Um, what do you what do you think? This is this. I'm probably asking the wrong person, but I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not trying to apply judgment anywhere. What do you think about a Grease prequel? A a prequel. A prequel to Greece. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's all about Danny and Sandy. Right. And um, basically there's a song that spoils the entire plot. Okay. In the original Greece. Okay. Uh, are you a Greece? Are you familiar with the Greece canon? I am very, very familiar. I, wa- I loved Greece when I was a teenager. So. Okay. Well, that, yeah. that is not something I would have guessed. <laughs> Not even a little. Okay, so, you know, you know, well, some, it was, summer but loving. it was before I hit my. I, there was like a shift 
that I hit. So there's like, was, you know, it, like 13, 14, 15, there was a certain type of vibe. And then when I got to be 16, 17, it just flipped completely. So like it was I started, before your goth phase? It was, well, yeah. I wasn't a goth, but yes. Similar, like I went to alternative music, started listening to The Cure, Nine Inch Nails, and everything. So I guess it's kind of goth, but I did not dye my hair or do it's the makeup gothy. thing. It's gothy. It's gothy, yeah. It's gothy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's before, it's before you got serious. Right. Okay, so, um, so yeah, there's, <laughs> I don't know, man. This is just, this is, this screams not a great idea, but it also screams this is going to make way too much money. Money, yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's, I don't know why they have haven't done it before. Yeah. Now that I'm really, like, kind of putting, wrapping my brain around it. Um, but, yeah, we, we know what happens. Right. Because um, there's a song about it. Yeah, you know? exactly. So how old are they supposed to be in this uh, it's the It's the summer before the musical happens, so they're in oh, high school. Well, <laughs> that's right. Okay, that's really ridiculous. No, no, no. Remember Summer Lovin'? The yeah, song? yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it happens like it's all about that whirlwind summer romance. Right. So it's going to be about Danny and Sandy the the summer before they go back to school and Sandy moves to the high school and happens to run into Right. Danny. Yeah. And and then hilarity ensues. Right. Truthfully, I really I've seen I have never sat down and watched Grease from beginning to end. Wow. But, like, I've seen all the different parts. Yeah. So, like, I know they're all the same movie, but I could not put them in order. It's very <laughs> similar to the to Star Wars. Like, <laughs> I had seen many of the pieces, but not all together and in a row. Yeah. So, like, I could identify, like, this is obviously Star Wars, but I couldn't tell you what movie it was in or in what order. You know? <laughs> um, I feel the same way about Greece. Okay. I mean... I'm glad. So it's Paramount Pictures that's working on it. Yeah. There's going to be some young stars that are going to make a whole lot of money. Hopefully, you know, hopefully yeah. it launches some careers and, you know, some, some union camera guys and tech people are going to get to eat and feed their family. So for that reason, I am happy. But I, but everything else, I am very confused. Jenna, what do you think? I'm asking my wife here. Jenna, what do you think about a prequel to Grease? Set literally during the song <laughs> "Summer Loving," like literally "Summer Loving." That's the movie. Hasn't that kind of sort of been? No, this is not. I mean, it, this is being made right now by Paramount for release. <laughs> my guess is, if not next, it's definitely be a summer movie. So yeah, it's a summer. This has to be a summer movie, movie right? That's been done I would think so. like a million and one times. No, but it's literally they've. I, no, yes, the Greases one has not been done, but. The summer romance movie? Oh yeah, I mean we we're not, but no, I'm I'm talking literally. This is about Danny and Sandy. <laughs> okay, I mean, watch it. so she'll she'll watch it. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people are going to watch it. I, yeah. You know what? I I'm going to amend everything. They're obviously going to pick two like super hot people to play the characters. <laughs> um, there are a lot of people that are going to hate watch it because like they they're grease purists and are mad. <laughs> it's the same, people are going to watch this the same reason people watch The Hobbit. Or the live action plays. On or the live action one on television. Because they did, did yeah. they do Grease? Mm-hmm. And people hate watch those. So I have a feeling this is going to make a lot of money from people just hate watching it. Um, yeah. Unless, what if they do it like on the nose and they just completely just 
know that they're being stupid and they just make it mm-hmm. really dumb, then I might watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's get like well. Andy Schumer to play Sandy. <laughs> Obviously, they would never do that, but man, would that be funny? It would be. I was like, the, the ages will be a little bit off there. <laughs> yeah, she's that, a little. She's, she's she's she could not pass for a high school student. Um, right. CGI is impressive, but um, <laughs> so anyway, that's the movie news. Um, okay. Um, outside of so, the fact that between now and our next episode, uh, Endgame is going to happen. Right. And do you want to? Uh, do you care majority... to predict who's going to die? What in Endgame or yeah? In Endgame. Uh, I, I oh no, in the Grease prequel. <laughs> no, I thought I thought we were shifting into like maybe Game of Thrones. I oh, have we'll do no that in a idea. second. I have, don't have no a idea. Yeah, I haven't been following the Avengers stuff very closely. Um, uh, like we saw, I went to go see Captain Marvel because of Regina's reaction. <laughs> very strong reaction to it. Did you have a similar reaction? I did not. No, I didn't think it was anywhere close to Wonder Woman, but. That's just me. I loved the uh, the music and the fact that she wore a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt for a good chunk of that. And when she went into like the big fight at the end, it started playing um, Just a Girl by No Doubt. That I loved. I mean, spoilers. But yeah, that was really <laughs> awesome. That was really awesome when she was whooping on, the, on those dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like, man, this is so good. Um, <laughs> it was so good. But I see what you mean. Um, yeah. I believe that Captain America's buying it. I think he's going to die. And War Machine. Strangely, I feel like Don Cheadle's not walking out of there. I don't know why. Um, But I just don't think he's going to make it. Um, But I'm excited, man. So anyway, um, now let's talk about Game of Thrones. I'm going to interview you. Is that okay? Yes, go ahead. I've been planning for this. Okay, so we have... uh, So this Sunday Mm -hmm. is... So are you, like, emotionally prepared? I think so. I was about to post a poll on Facebook. Just like, how much do you think I'm going to cry when the season ends? It's like, not at all, a little bit, or a ton. And I have a feeling, like, unless it shocks me so much, like, I have a feeling I'm going to be extremely upset. Because it's been such a huge part of my life for a very long time. Like, and I'm very invested in these characters. So, um, So it's hard to believe that it's ending but but yeah I don't know um I'm very I mean they're probably I mean I can't say for sure but they typically do a cold open at the season opener every single season I don't know how they're gonna beat last season's it was so amazing you haven't watched it yet I was gonna (laughs) talk to you about it um but but yeah I mean there are things that I've it's um there have been lots of funny press things happening I don't know if you saw that um Maisie Williams did. I April absolutely Fool's watched thing. the April Fool's prank. That was amazing. It was she amazing. Is a talented actress. I know. It was so believable, like right up to the end. And you know, I've watched her do tons of things, and I still thought it was crazy believable. Because uh, at first, I'm like, oh, this has got to be an April Fool's thing, you know, whatever. But then she was looking like really like nervous. No, upset. she really sold that. You know yeah. what? You know what? I thought it was. I was like, oh, this is a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was when she was looking off camera, and I, and honestly, what's crazy is there isn't a producer there. So like, mm-hmm. I know, like, because you know the set, like, I don't know yeah. who she was looking at because there was nobody where she was looking. Yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. It's like who are you talking to? Like, but uh, the but her, it was just so they they absolutely practiced that. 
Yes, absolutely. And her um, delivery was, was amazing. So good. Yeah, no, she's yeah. A, that, that sold me as her as an actress. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that was so perfect. Um just her body language. Oh my god. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah. This, oh man. So you're yeah. so here so you're I'm I, you're absolutely going to cry at the end of this. Absolutely. Yeah. If not the first time, Right. On your second walkthrough, you're gonna you're gonna cry, and that's okay. Um, I'm not here to judge you. Um, you're allowed <laughs> to be upset when the things that you love go away. Um, yeah. But I'm questioning: Are you emotionally prepared to be to start the beginning of the end? Because like I don't know that I'm ready to watch Endgame. Like this is <laughs> this is your Endgame, right? Like I am yeah. not ready to go in and sit in the movie theater yet because it's the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? Uh, I haven't really thought about it that much. I think uh, my excitement is is more so than that. Um, and sort of trying to figure out, because that's one of the fun parts for me, is, you know, predicting what's going to happen. And uh, originally, like, my predictions, like, six months ago or whatever, are really different when they than they are now, because, um, as spoilers for anybody who hasn't been paying attention, but mm-hmm. if it's true, they have announced that the massive battle is going to happen in episode three. So that's halfway through the season, and it seems like it's going to be the Winterfell battle against the White Walkers. There is no way that they are ending that part of the plot in episode three. Not happening. So that made me have to sort of rethink um, everything. And uh, and uh, the latest teaser sort of, I think, um, confirms a little bit of what I'm thinking, in that Winterfell is going to get wrecked. And they are going to have to flee. That is my prediction. That sounds so, about right. Yeah. Um, I, I have to give things a little bit more thought. But anyhow, like that battle is supposedly going to happen in the third episode. It's supposed to be crazy, like more than like has ever been on film ever. Like even more than Lord of the Rings, more than anything. It's all at night. <laughs> and the actors have said it took them 55 nights to film the thing which is nuts. Like, can you yeah. imagine? Like, having to be up at night, like, through the night for 55 nights. Um, well, probably I mean, only getting just... a, a day break, a day or two break in between well, them. So. It's probably working yeah. third. I mean, it's the equivalent of working third shift. So Yeah. They can manage. Yeah. They were, they were yeah. paid well. At least the stars yes. were. The extras probably yeah. not so much, but... <laughs> But yeah. listen, oh my god, I, I am I am excited. I just yeah. needed to, you know, I'm just gonna binge it all. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be watching the episodes right along with you. Cool. Yeah, I'm very excited that this will probably have the most dragons in them that we have seen this season. I cannot get over the dragons. Like I will rewatch like just little scenes from some of the other episodes just to see the dragons because I love them so much. I know that's a huge surprise. Um, to everybody like I have actually shown some of the scenes not where the dragons are like attacking people or whatever like to Anna um, mm-hmm. so if you haven't watched last season um, Jon Snow um, like pets Drogon who is the main big dragon I showed her that mm-hmm. one um, and I showed her a couple other ones at one point she came up behind me uh, while I was watching the Battle of the Bastards episode, because in the beginning of that, um, Danny just wrecks um, the Slave Master's fleet with the dragons. Yeah, um, she does. And so she she saw that Anna saw that, and she's like, 
she dragons i'm like yeah you know they breathe fire and she's like but i I don't like them when they're wrecking ships and things and then it turns out at one point she um like the way our house is set up where my desk is is at the front of the house and our staircase is like one of those lofty grand staircase type things well it doesn't look that grand but anyhow there's a sort of um a wall a little bit that she can peek over where she can see what's going on on my screen and she saw when uh, again spoilers i'm sure you don't care steven or you probably know this already she saw when viserion one of the dragons died and she was extremely upset um and i have the soundtrack that i listen to in my car when i'm driving around and the music for that um part came up and she's like i don't want to listen to this this is when the dragon died and i was like because i had still had no idea that she saw that i'm like how did you know that the dragon dies <laughs> with this music and she's like, well, be- because I looked when I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where the challenge here, a spring break, like, you know, I'm trying to watch these last few episodes because I take notes on everything. And I have to sort of be careful and, like, look over my shoulder, like, every five minutes to make sure that she's not watching. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. I will be upset. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to be upset this first episode. Although, like... I, I, there are a couple of bombs that have that have to be dropped plot wise. Um, the big one, obviously, is that John and Daenerys are actually related. Um, so I, which they I don't, don't know, know when, yet, right? They do not know. Yeah. So I almost feel like that has to be dropped in the first episode. Like I don't, yeah. I don't see them holding on to that. Um, but yeah, just see the the reaction to that. And these trailers have been crazy, but they always do the trailers to try to throw you off the scent of what's really happening um so um but another funny thing like uh related to the show but not like um completely the plot is that kit harrington who plays Jon snow hosted saturday night live um this past weekend uh and it was so funny in his monologue because they had the other actors from game of thrones in the audience um and they stood up and asked questions and um John Bradley, who plays Samwell, who's like John's, you know, best friend in the show, he's like, oh, you know, the show's ending. Are we still going to be able to hang out? And the kid Harry's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and John Bradley's like, okay, I'll be at your place at 6 a.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of busy on Tuesday. And then Samwell's like, oh, you've changed. <laughs> but the funniest part was um, Rose Leslie, who played Egret in the show, is his wife now. And she stood up and she's like, um, yeah, what are we going to do for money now? <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be okay. So, yeah, I know. They'll be okay. But it was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I haven't watched um, the skits. Uh, actually, Saturday, they posted them all, I think, on, the, on their YouTube channel. Um, but I haven't watched any of the skits. Um, just the monologue. But, um, but yeah. I don't want to share too much of my predictions on here. I will be writing about all of them. That article will go up on the Geek Embassy on Friday. Yep. Um, by then, I will have recorded my Geeky Thrones Girl predictions. So I think I'm going to leave it at the fact that Winterfell is going to get wrecked, um, which may or may not be that big of a surprise to people. But that's what I'm going to say here. Look to the Geek Embassy and listen to Geeky Thrones Girl for more detailed predictions. Fair enough books and comics i started reading uh wheel of time you did i did have you ever I'm read it before. before 
Mm-mm. No, I've never read it before, but I knew that you so really liked it. You are where in the first... So how far into the first book are you? Not far at all. Like maybe 40, 50 pages. Not far okay. at all. So um, so what you're saying is uh, Robert Jordan has described a door. Oh. 40, 50 pages. <laughs> I, hate I don't even think that has happened yet. No, 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 no. What... I'm I'm talking no 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 I'm not describing an event I'm I'm kind of poking okay. fun at his at his writing style. Oh it is writing okay yeah He does <laughs> right. like to yeah. describe stuff Yeah no it's 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 actually been pretty good I've been looking for something um to read now and I tried out like a couple other like fantasy and um science fiction things and they just were not grabbing me and so I knew that you liked this one and it had sort of lots of acclaim so I'm like okay well I'll give this one a try and it's grabbing me so I am happy that I have found something that I want to read uh other quick book stuff keep you going forever Right. I know they have a, um, I have a nook. And so that's where I buy all the digital books. They have like a box set of like the first four books, first four or five books that you can buy. It's not really any type of a savings, um, based on buying them individually, but I got really burned one time I bought a box set of things and it was the crap, the outlander. I don't know. It was some weird romance type thing that my friends really liked. And I'm not against romance, obviously. But I bought the box set and I hated <laughs> I hated the first book so much I didn't even finish it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to get burned that way again. Um, buy them one at a time. Buy one at a time. Because there's not really any price difference anyhow. Um, but another book I just finished, nonfiction, believe it or not, and I typically hate to read nonfiction, but this was fascinating and it was sort of written in a way that seemed like fiction. It's called The Radium Girls, and it's okay. about the, the oh. girls that painted the dials in the 1920s uh, yeah. and sort of what happened. This fascinating, fascinating story. Uh, I was just yeah. completely engaged throughout the whole thing. Um, Because I'd known that this thing that had happened, but, you know, didn't know a lot of the details of it. Um, So that it was really well written. It seemed more like a story than like most nonfiction books that are just spouting facts at you. This had like a lot more sort of heart and personality to it. So I recommend that one as well. If you can deal with some detailed descriptions of terrible health problems. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little dark. It's a little dark. Yeah, um, but uplifting at the end, you know, uplifting at the end, even though all this terrible stuff happened. Um, uh, but yeah, anyhow, so, you know, we did, we got through an episode without Regina, um, although we're still going to take the hiatus um, because, I mean, I have Geeky Thrones Girl stuff I want to do and stuff, so. Yeah, we're uh, launching multiple podcasts and more projects, so. Yeah, yeah, so we will be back. We're not going to be gone forever. And then when we come back, we're going to be able to talk about Game of Thrones and yep. Endgame. And uh, by then, Star Wars Celebration will have happened, so we'll be able to talk about Star Wars. Yep. It's going to be a big yeah. deal. Yes. Um, all right. So thanks so much for listening. If you have questions or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter, and we have a Facebook page. As you've heard me say multiple times <laughs> throughout the show, I have a solo podcast completely about Game of Thrones called Geeky Thrones Girl. I have done an episode uh, looking at each individual episode, quick plot recap, 
So if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can listen to my podcast. It takes less than half the time to get through an episode of my podcast than it does the watching the actual show. So this is factually correct. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, so that's available everywhere. Um, if you want to send me an email about that, that's geeky thrones girl at gmail.com. I don't have a specific Twitter about that, but you can tweet at me at Nicole Tanner. Hey. Steven is editor and founder of engage hey. family gaming and is everywhere. Steven. Yes, I am. Sorry, my my kids decided that, that now was when they were going to argue about something. <laughs> so, I am, in fact, everywhere. Um, so, um, I'm obviously on this podcast uh, when we're not on hiatus, but I'm also the primary host of Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. We're going strong. we got some cool guests lined up. Uh, me and Amanda Farrow do. Um, we, I also do the EFG Daily Commute, uh, which is at least two to three times a week. I talk about different stuff. I'm actually going to start talking about specific games and my mm-hmm. history with them and my experience. Um, so that should be kind of fun. Um, I also uh, just engage Family Gaming. It's a website on the internet for parents to help get their family game on. Just follow us on all our various social channels and join our community uh, because it's getting more and more active every day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which is bananas. Like all sorts of people posting stuff every day, uh, yeah. which is so great to see. Um, and it's over 300 members. Nice. How crazy is that? But That's you know. pretty crazy. And yeah. I have a 13-year-old flossing behind me, literally right, right now. Yes. <laughs> And Nicole I, can see it. Yeah. I appreciate that he wants to keep Stop, me entertained. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Not You're cute. terrible. You're bad. <laughs> oh, so now he's default dancing. So, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, and we will see you in May. May or June. We'll see you next month. Right. Next Bye. month. Bye. <laughs>